My name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangra while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. It's the breakfast show on Sunrise Radio. Raj Guy is the name. 90 second challenge. We play it every single morning, Monday to Friday. Are you ready? Let's play the 90 second challenge. Good morning, Fatima. Good morning. How are you this morning? Wonderful. Good. Fantastic. Right. The score you have to beat, okay, is very beatable, very achievable. The score is just six, as said by Pritesh in Leicester on Monday. Two other people have tried so far and they've failed. But it could be you, okay? So you know how to play the game, right? Yep. 90 seconds answer as many questions as you can, so let's do it. Let's play the 90 second challenge. The game begins in three, two, one. Question number one, pure gold, pure gold contains how many carrots? 24. 24, yes. Where would you find the water park Wild Wadi? Pass. Pass is Dubai. Which country does Parmesan cheese originate? Parmesan cheese. Um, Italy. Italy, yeah. How many zeros are there in the number 100,000? Five. Mere Rashke Kamar by Raat and Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan features in which film? Um, God, Ajay Devgan's film, um, Baad Yes, you got it. You buy six samosas at one pound ten each, okay? What's the total cost? Um, six. Uh, six pounds, six. Yes, you got it. Bill Gates founded which computer corporation? Microsoft. Yes. Amritsar is a holy city for the followers of which religion? Sikh. Sikhism, yep. Who starred as Gunjan Saxena in the film Gunjan Saxena? Janvi, Janvi Kapoor. Janvi Kapoor, yeah. Which film came first? Sing is Bling or Sing is King? Sing is King. Yes, you got it. Uh, what kind of animal is Dumbo? Elephant. Elephant, yeah. Uh, which language is spoken in Australia? Um... Australia, English. English of which country is Brussels the capital? Um, Belgium. Yeah! Fantastic! Brilliant! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven! Fatima, you scored eleven! That is so good. I'm so happy for you. 11, you've made it so difficult now. I don't know. It is, uh, it's Thursday today. We've one more day tomorrow. I'll tell you what, if nobody beats that score of 11, 
You are off, madam. You are off to the Brit Awards 2022 with MasterCard, okay? It's happening on the 8th of February at London's O2. You'll get £200 spending money. Are you excited? Yay! Yeah! Who will you take with you? Uh, my daughter. Your daughter? Okay. Is she over 16? She's 12. We'll see what we can do. But listen, so far, we don't know if you're going to take that prize yet, but we'll find out. There's only one more day to go. Brilliant. Don't put that phone down. I need to take your details. You can catch Raj Guy and his funny humour weekdays on breakfast between 6am and 9am. Hey, my name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed. This time round, served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. Our attitude is what defines us. Do you agree? How we are when the going gets tough, when the chips are down, when life throws us a curveball we weren't really expecting, that defines our character. Hits and misses, profit and loss, success and failure, these are all part of this delightful yet unpredictable circus called life. Lakin, with the right outlook, with a positive attitude, failure becomes a lesson and success becomes the encouragement we need to keep moving, keep dreaming, keep achieving. Ranveer Singh is a prime example of how not to dwell on your disappointments and to build on your success by constantly challenging yourself as an actor. Ranveer worked so hard, so, so hard on getting Kapil Dev's look, his cricketing skills, you know, that signature bowling action and his personality right for 83 the film. That film is now done and dusted. Ranveer Singh already concentrating on his next set of releases. In a recent interview, he said that my constant endeavor is such that you can't put me in a box. You can't define me. I don't wish to be defined because I feel defining someone by its fundamental nature would be limiting me. As a creative person, I would like to believe that I have no limits, that the possibilities within my craft are absolutely limitless. There is no end to how much I can explore and how many different people I can become on screen. I hope I continue that. And if I keep doing the same thing over and over again, then I'm stagnating, right? I should probably take a sabbatical. Yes, yes, please do. I'm all for a sabbatical. He says, I should probably take a sabbatical, gather more life experiences, put more different characters into my jholi, and then I should come back to work. Besides Rohit Shetty's circus and Karan Johar's Rocky or Rani ki Prem Kahani, Ranveer is also doing the remake of director Shankar's South Indian blockbuster Anian, which, if I remember correctly, not so long ago, Shri told me means elder brother. Am I right? See, aapko entertain karne ke saath saath Malayalam lessons bhi jari hai. You know, sometimes the BTS moment, the behind the scenes shenanigans from a film set, they are more interesting than what we actually see on the big screen. When Farah Khan, choreographer turned director Farah Khan, launched Deepika Padukone in Om Shanti Om, she also achieved the near impossible because she was able to rope in 31 stars, 31 massive superstar egos to feature in that one song, Divangi Divangi. 
Now, sharing the fun details with Kapil Sharma recently, Farah Khan said that, you know, besides the 31 stars who you see in that song, we also wanted Dilip Sahab and Saira Ji in that song. Shah Rukh personally tried to rope them in, but that didn't work out. Dev Sahab, Dev Ji refused saying, nah, nah, I don't do any guest appearances. Amitabh Bachchan backed out saying that, listen, I'm very busy, very busy. Huh? Abhishek and Ash are getting married later this month. Mujhe bahut kuch supervise karna hai. She says, at least that is the reason he gave us. Because designer Manish Malhotra had personally designed all of those 31 costumes. He says that Manish personally went to each celebrity's house to invite them. Kuch log to apna plus one bhi lekar aage, she says. Delving into the challenging logistics of getting 31 stars to feature in one song, Farah Khan confessed that planning was key, naturally. She said that we did it in a very organized way. This meant shooting with five stars every day and two hours given to each of these five stars. And she says that I teased Sharuk, this is the first time when you're actually arriving on set on time. Why? Because you were the producer of the film, you were the main actor, and of course, you were the host as well. Let's just remind ourselves what that song featuring 31 stars sounded like. Chetan in Leicester says, Suprabhat Shabnam ji, teen ghande to baut kam hai. Hamari khwaish hai aap se, aapka saath pura din. Chetan, be very careful what you wish for. Kyunki khwaish hai puri bhi hoti hai. 2022 looking good for the lovely Deepika Padukone if her big budget capers are able to complete their schedules and release on time, of course. Deepika teams up with Rithik in Fighter, with Prabhas in Project K and with Shah Rukh and John Abraham in Pathan. All these films are further down the line, of course, in various stages of prep and shoot. Deepika's immediate concern is Gehraiya. A film by Kapoor and Sons director Shakun Batra, which streams on Prime from the 11th of February. Now, the stills and the promos look very promising. Deepika and Siddhant Chaturvedi, oh, they look so good together, don't they? And I think fans have high hopes from this relationship drama. That's how they've described it. In a recent interview, Deepika said, being on a Shakun Batra set is exhausting. You know why? Because you're on your feet the whole time, except on your lunch break. Shakun Batra is a man who gives his 200 percent and he expects the same in return. So naturally she's paying him a backhanded compliment, right? And then she says that, you know, sometimes all these directors who also write their own screenplay, they are so rigid about how they want you to approach the film. Of course, it dif- differs from director to director. But in many complications And she says that, you know, what I do is I... When I'm given my script, my bound script, I pencil the margin loves change kar Some directors are so possessive about their script that they will not allow you to change a single word. And she names Kabir Khan. But then she says people like Shakun Batra, Sanjay Leela Bansali, they're open to making the dialogues your own. As long as you get the essence of the scene. They are interested in the essence and the emotion of the scene, which helps greatly. Now, besides Deepika and Siddhant, Gehraiya also stars Ananya Pandey and Dhairya Karva. Streams on Prime from the 11th of Feb. Biggest South Indian film on OTT from last year. Competition sawal nahi, aisi pooch rahi Do you know what it is? It was Jai Bheem starring Surya. Now, this has got more reasons to be super chuffed. Did you hear about this? Jai Bheem was hailed as a mega success in 2021 when it emerged as the most widely watched film on OTT in India last year. And by the way, this included all OTT platforms that exist in India. 
Fans and critics from the East, West, North, South, all of them unanimously agreed that Jay Bhim was one of the best things on OTT in 2021. Now, excitement levels surrounding this film have quadrupled now. Ever since a scene from Jay Bhim was included in the official YouTube channel of the Oscars. That is why people are buzzing about this film. And of course, this scene has been included in the YouTube channel of the Oscars even before the Oscar nominations have formally been announced. Making Jebhim the first Tamil film to get this honour. Is that a sign of greater accolades to follow? Surya fans, definitely hope so. Despite the presence, or should I say the overwhelming presence, actually not even overwhelming presence, despite the dominance of global streaming giants like Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus and all the rest of it, other smaller OTT platforms in India are also making original films and dramas that are worth talking about. Now, the budgets may be modest. The stars may not all be A-listers and the hype may be limited. Like, and that is not stopping fans from seeking out offbeat gems on smaller platforms that are often beating their bigger competitors by rolling out tight-knit, engaging stories. So much talent from Bollywood is now flocking to OTT. Right? And that is because you've got potentially a much bigger market if your story clicks. Right now, all eyes on actor and Bollywood director Tigman Shudhu web series titled The Great Indian Murder. This stars Richa Chadda, Prateek, Scam 92 Gandhi, Ashutosh Rana, Sharib Hashmi, Raghuveer Yadav, Pauli Dam and so many others. And it is believed to be an Alfred Hitchcock style whodunit. This sounds exciting, doesn't it? Tigman Shudhulia, we know, he is a storyteller who does invest his time in putting the plot together really nicely. So if crime fiction is your genre of choice, look out for The Great Indian Murder. I have to say, I grew up in a house of voracious readers who love their crime fiction, both mum and dad and my sister to this day. And crime fiction written in English, of course, not just English and American authors, but even Bengali crime fiction. My husband as well, uh, he's into uh, crime fiction as well, watching detective stories, reading detective stories, all the rest of it. So I do like the genre, but more often than not, if I murder mystery, if I know who the killer is, you might say, No, just to see how the detective pieces the crime together. And I think this has a lot to do with what you're exposed to when you're young. Because I remember my dad, I think, is the ultimate storyteller in the family. And even when we were little, he would tell us these bedtime stories and beautifully describe every scene, even if it was a crime fiction uh, story that he was telling us. And therefore, I think it is from my childhood that The Hound of the Baskervilles, which is, I feel, the best story in the Sherlock Holmes canon by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. That is my all-time favorite story. And I remember hearing it. It is very deep, very dark, very disturbing. But I remember when my dad would uh, tell us the story at bedtime, you know, the way he would describe it, that, you know, late in the night, suddenly you would see a ball of fire across Dartmoor. I think this is what draws us to a story. And therefore, I think that even though I'm basically a chicken, Crime fiction, or rather the appreciation of a good murder mystery, is in my blood. There's no escaping it. Now, with so much in Bollywood changing so rapidly, 
from themes and treatment to duration and format, our actresses are now getting a little impatient and asking why they shouldn't be doing more action films, more stunts alongside the leading men. Comedy or romance ke saath saath na, action is a key genre that wins you many brownie points if you get it right. And action has predominantly been a hero's domain. Sirf Bollywood mein nahi, dunia bhar mein, right? And I think there could be a subtle shift in the balance of power in Bollywood now. When actresses like Deepika Padukone and Vani Kapoor and Tapsi Pannu and Kriti Sano and Katrina Kaif decide to embrace an action film with the intention of doing more than just look hot, that is when people sit up and notice, right? Kriti Sano is already trying to match up to Tiger Shroff's flying kicks in Ganpath. We know that. Rumor has it that Kriti's next film after Ganpath for director Anurag Kashyap. This is also an action film which she is massively excited about. Ayushman Khurana's recent release, Chandigarh Kare Aashiki. This became the most streamed film on OTT within 24 hours of its launch on the OTT platform. And I'm guessing that's a good sign, right? And I think that's another Shabash Beta Ayushman Bhav. Yet another pat on the back for Ayushman, who is the uncrowned king of offbeat stories in Bollywood. And even though Vani Kapoor's gutsy performance won more accolades, because let's face it, she played the transgender character, clearly Ayushman was the bigger of the two stars. And his presence in the film gave it a credibility that Ayushman has earned with dedication and a lot of hard work. Switching it up, moving on to an action film for the very first time. Sunapne, Aushman is embracing the action genre. And also, it is the first time he will be shooting a film here in the UK. That's right, expect to see him jogging in Hyde Park very often. That's what they're saying. Aishman Khurana is delighted to start work on his next film. This is for director Anirudh Ayer and it is titled An Action Hero. Producer Bhushan Kumar and director Anand El Rai describe it as an out-of-the-box entertainer. What does that mean? But sometimes Aishman is so far away from the box that you can hardly see it. Aishman, where is the box? Where? There? You mean that one there? Zara? Binoculars, Lana? But you know what they say. Everything is fair and indeed everything is forgiven in love, in war and in Bollywood if your film at the end of the day resonates with the audience, right? Entertainment industry ki taraf agar aap ghor se dekhen, you will notice that music videos and singles are enjoying a newfound popularity in India. And you know why? I think that's because the high profile, big budget music videos are now roping in proper A-list Bollywood stars to feature in them. One of the fastest growing superstar singers in the north of India, I'm talking about B. Prak, he made sure that his single Filhal, one and two, it became a huge talking point by getting Akshay to star in it. I mean, the song was great on its own, right? But Akshay Kumar's presence in the video, I think that took it to the next level. Similarly, Jubin Nautial and the video of Ludgai with Imran Hashmi in it. This gained instant stardom because once the song dropped, Imran Hashmi's presence made sure it was on everyone's radar. Get set for B. Prak to roll out his next single very soon and the video this time features Imran Hashmi romancing Seher Bamba. She made her film debut opposite Dharamji's grandson Karan Singh Diol some years ago in Pal Pal Dil Ke Paas. That's pretty Seher Bamba. But you know what? Despite the popularity of Filhal 1 and 2, how can you mention B. Prak and not play his most iconic tune, right? Oh my, Mary, kya fikr tujhe? क्यों आंख से दरिया बहता है तू कहती थी तेरा चांद हूं मैं और चांद हमेशा रहता है तेरी मिट्टी में मिल जावा गुल बन के मैं खेल जावा 
इतनी सी है दिल की आरसू तेरे खेतों में लहरावा तेरी नदियों में बह जावा दैट इज ऑल दिस सोल्जर्स हार्ट डिजायर्स ऑन सनराइज गुड मॉर्निंग You can catch Shabnam Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Hello, this is Sonia Datta from Drive Time on Sunrise. I'm on your radio 4 till 7 p.m. Monday to Friday. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. This week, I want to talk about why it's important not to give 100% to everything that you do. You may think that's a weird statement to make. How can it be a good thing not to give a hundred percent to everything that we do when everywhere we turn, we're faced with people telling us never to give up, work damn hard, leave no stone unturned to reach our goals? Isn't that giving one hundred percent? Well, if you've tried to achieve something time and time again but never quite seem to get there, then this episode may just be what you needed to hear. Keep striving, they say. Fall down seven times, get up eight. Never be defeated. If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. I think these lion-type rules sound good coming from people who have made it, so to speak. These are people who we look up to because there's evidence that they've been around for a very long time, and we trust that they know exactly what they're talking about. So if we want to be successful like them, then we should follow what they say, right? I've no doubt that most motivational speakers do know exactly what they're talking about and come from a place of many very valuable experiences. But sometimes I can't help but think that many of these people who make motivational videos or write quotes and statements do so in a way that they think people want to see or hear them, not necessarily in a way that they need to see or hear them. You see there are many of us that aren't quite equipped with that sort of get up and go that mental or physical stamina there are people who have so much work to do before they can get to that stage it's a bit of a tricky one because usually the people looking for that kind of motivation are the ones who are feeling much lower emotionally than the average person they're the ones who really need picking up they need that lift and encouragement so badly that they feel supercharged by hearing all the never give up advice and that's all very well trust me i know how important it is to hear words of wisdom from those who have been there done that and got the scars to prove it It's all very well hearing these words and feeling really motivated by them but it's quite another if when you try to put things into practice you feel like you just keep failing over and over again and that can be quite damaging to someone who's already in a dark place it can make someone feel like giving up altogether what's the point of putting in all this effort if i'm not getting anywhere maybe i'm just not cut out for this the truth is it's not because they're not cut out for it it's because the timing just isn't right for them to go for that kind of advice and the reason for that is because they have other work that needs to be done first before stepping up to that we must always bear in mind that we are all unique individuals on our own very personal journey which means that the steps we need to take and the order in which we need to take them may be quite different to theirs because they are now coming from a place of success they may reminisce they may look back and give you examples of what they went through but some of the advice that they give may not necessarily be right for you for where you're at in life right now i think that the lower we feel the smaller the steps should be to begin with 
In time, these small steps will prove to be the most important steps that you ever took. Because more likely than not, these small steps will include changing habits that have formed over some time while you've been going through that rough patch or whatever it was that got you here. These small steps will include soul-searching, finding yourself again. Usually, when we go through challenging times, we start to live a certain way, determined by the habits and the lifestyle that we adopt whilst in that state of mind. This isn't the real us, it's a version of us. And in order to get ourselves back to top form, it's important to take small but consistent and determined steps. Be patient with yourself. Don't rush it. Keep that zest alive, that fire in the belly and that excitement at very soon seeing yourself in top form. Sometimes it can be quite damaging to start running before we can walk properly again. It's a little bit like taking the stabilizers off a little kid's bike too soon. And before you know it, they've lost control and crashed. Other things that you may want to work on might be self-talk, the things you tell yourself every day. This in itself is a major problem. Limiting beliefs can take a hold of even the most successful people, forcing them to become the cause of their own downfall. Something quite minuscule could turn into an irreparable problem, at worst seeing an entire empire collapse. Many have lost a perfectly running profitable business this way. But think about it. If that's the power that limiting beliefs can have, how powerful and how rewarding could it be if you can turn this self-talk around? You may need to work on self-confidence too. Focusability, something that meditation can really help with, and communication skills, personal hygiene and grooming, and a proper business and goal plan. Physically writing things down and having a clear vision of what you expect to achieve with each step. Where are these steps leading you to? What is the end goal? So you see, it's a bit like building a house. Give yourself a good, healthy, firm foundation to work from. Only then can you expect to see steady growth. This firm foundation is the preparation for the rest of your life, your future. Remember the saying, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. No one purposely wants to set themselves up for failure, do they? But pushing too hard too soon can seriously damage one's morale, make one lose self-confidence, or completely destroy what little confidence they already had. It could force a person to always be in fighter mode, which would do what? It would build more resistance. And if you're not familiar with how resistance works in mental health, then let me tell you that being in resistance mode, you will most likely be creating resistance all round, even in areas where you need to be more relaxed and submissive in order to achieve your goals. Where taking a step back and observing as an outsider looking in would harvest better results. But you'd be too busy resisting. Resistance is fine if you're using exercise equipment, but when working with mental and emotional health, it's not always a good thing. It can put you in a state of mind that totally rejects the normal highs and lows of life. And the smallest hurdles can seem like the biggest defeats. Every time you stumble, you remember the roaring words of the motivation that you heard. Get back up, go again, keep trying, never give up. Ignore the haters, don't listen to those who stand in your way. Yet the ones who stand in your way could be the loved ones who are actually standing on the outside of your bubble, looking in, seeing clearly the damage that you're doing to yourself. 
Now, I spend a lot of time reading, watching and listening to speakers, coaches and professionals of different specialist fields. I've read plenty of self-help books and I'm constantly researching subjects like human biology and psychology, behavioural patterns, health and most importantly for me, mental health. Because I truly believe that only if you have good mental health can you work on increasing your self-confidence, your physical strength and stamina, have a grip on your emotions and even care what you look like. And to achieve any of these with long-standing effects, it's important to learn how to live in the moment, to drop your burdens, be still in mind and emotion and just let the world go by. Weirdly, a good example of when we're not in a good mental state but completely in the moment is when we're grieving the loss of a close one. Our body and mind can be in shock, a little numb even, and for some time, time itself can stand still. We're forced by our emotions to be completely in the moment. Everything else can wait. All the things that we'd usually give top priority to work, hobbies, socializing, or suddenly just things. This moment demands our attention. But as we overcome the initial shock caused by the sudden loss of a loved one, before you know it, we go back to, I'm too busy to even think, let alone speak at length with loved ones. We're often too busy trying to make a living that we forget to live. We forget how to pause, to take a breath, to properly use our senses of smell, taste, hearing, I think this is where the saying, live every day as though it's your last, comes from. Because it does seem, doesn't it, that the only time we really allow time to stop, to be in the moment, like nothing else in the world matters, is when that time is suddenly upon us. Even more reason to take things at your own pace. Gradual progress is better than pushing yourself too hard too soon. Know that there will be small stumbling blocks here and there. Allow yourself room to make a few mistakes. Give yourself time to grow into that person that you wish to be again. And don't see everyone who gives you a little advice or criticism as a hater. Not everyone is out there to see you fail. Trust your intuition for guidance on who to trust. I hope you enjoyed this episode or found it interesting or useful in even the smallest way. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you don't have to give 100%, 100% of the time. Go at your own pace. Keep the momentum. Be true to yourself. And you'll know when you need to up the game. Look after yourself and I'll catch you next time. The lady with an infectious laugh. You know who it is. Sonia Dutta. Monday to Friday between 4pm and 7pm to keep you smiling. 